This is FBG Jen and FBG Kristen. And I'm FBG Margot, host and producer. You're listening to the podcast that will help you keep a lid on the junk in the trunk and inspire you to live a happy and confident life. Each episode, we chat with motivational experts and celebs and share our own candid adventures in being healthy. If you're looking for a podcast that's equal parts hilarious and enlightening, well then welcome to the Fit Bottom Girls podcast. Hey, hey everyone, it's FBG Margot, and you're listening to a new year, new rear, Fit Bottom replay of some of our favorite must-listen episodes. These are the interviews that'll give you insight, info, and inspiration to make this year your healthiest, happiest, and most awesome. And these episodes are going to be sponsored by our favorite all-natural deodorant line, Inspire Bath. In fact, for every bottle you purchase, they donate one to help build and empower women and girls at shelters and interim homes. Get yours and help give back at InspireBath.com. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome back to the Fit Bottom Girls podcast. On the line today, we have Jen. Hey. And we have Kristen. Hi. And today, uh, Jen, you did you weren't there, but Kristen and I interviewed Aisha Curry, who is Steph Curry's wife, and he's with the NBA, and they are based in the Bay Area, and she was such a total delight. What did you think, Kristen? Oh, she was great. It was it was really cool for me because I know that you guys aren't aren't as big in in the basketball but um <laughs> I and I tend to follow more college than pro but I I do have a little bit of a soft spot spot for the Golden State Warriors because a guy I used to go to school with used to play for them and so like I I was a little bit more familiar with Steph than with some other players and partly because of that but also partly because of you know the fact that I sort of run fit bottomed eats I was really familiar with Aisha. So the fact that she's as big a deal as she is in multiple ways, and she was still just like such a cool, like down to earth, kind, warm person. Like that sort of stuff just always makes me feel so happy. Like stars, they're just like us. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I'm sorry I missed it. You would have liked her. I do. You would dog it. You would very different than like a basketball wives kind of situation. Very different. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Exactly. I, I, because I've interviewed a few people, not for this podcast, but in um, a previous life, I've interviewed some people who are what you might expect from someone in that situation. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, she was just like, if we ran into her at the grocery store, we would probably just talk produce and swap recipes and, you know, compliment her kids on being cute. And they are so cute. Oh my goodness. They're very cute. We'll put a clip on the show notes, but there was an ABC news interview and she has two girls, Riley and Ryan. And I believe it's Riley has her own little playhouse and it's like nicer than my apartment. It is so cute (laughs) and over the top. So I'll definitely include that in the show notes, but she was a delight and she began actually, she's from Canada and then she went to school in North Carolina. That's where she met her husband. And then she moved to the Bay area because he plays for the Golden State Warriors. And so she created her blog. She said, just to kind of keep in touch with her family and her friends, which is like such a great way to do that. And so I was just wondering, we all live in different parts of the country and our families are all over the place like what are your favorite ways to stay connected with your family and your friends I think for me the ones that I have here locally especially now that we have 
a child, like we're kind of like restricted into the hours we can be social if she's with us. And I like my daughter, so I like her to be around, you know, like on the weekends (laughs) and stuff. And my friends and family like her too. So we try to take her to places with us. But things have definitely kind of changed in how we can socialize. So we, there's a couple of like beer bars that actually have decent wine too because I don't do gluten so I don't drink that much beer unless it's a cider anyway that's a complete side note so we go to like little like beer places that are kind of somewhat kid friendly and instead of it being like at night for hours we'll just be we'll just go for like an hour or like an hour and a half for as long as Gwen you know is okay playing with like rocks that they have in the corner or an iPad she really does actually like to play with rocks it's funny so that that's kind of changed. And a lot of other times we will just have friends come over to our house, like our friends that don't have kids. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, come over for like a chill, like a pretty chill evening. Like here's some records and we're going to play a board game. We're going to play like the Settlers of Catan because we're dorky. <laughs> and <laughs> And that's it. And sometimes like a random dance party breaks out, you know, like what are you going to do? It's all just like very kind of chill ways. And the rest of it for all my friends and the family that I have for out of state. I mean, it's Snapchat. I mean, there's so many, like, here's, here's a video of what we're doing. Here's a video of Gwen. Here's what's going on. Technology is, is kind of cool in those ways. What about you, Kristen? So with my, with my people who don't live locally to me, which I have a a number of them because like, you know, having grown up and gone to um, gone to college for a couple of years in Michigan. I've still got some some friends and some family up there. And then we moved to Sarasota from Gainesville, Florida, a year and a half coming up on two years ago, which I can't believe that it's been that long. It just feels like time has flown. So with, with those folks, it's a lot of I'm going to sound so dorky because I know that Facebook isn't the cool medium anymore, but that's where it's really easy for me to keep up with a lot of people because I have kind of friends and family of all ages. So, so a lot of Facebook and a lot of texting. I'm not very good at getting on the phone. Like talking with you guys is as much talking as (laughs) I generally do other than, you know, occasionally with like my parents or my, my goddaughter. But so in with my local people, though, it's been really interesting since moving here because a number of my friends travel a fair amount for work. And these are people who I've gotten to be really close with um, in a fairly short amount of time. And so it's not unusual for us at all to just be like, hey, you know, can you do you want to grab a coffee before work or, you know, grab breakfast at seven o'clock or do you want to meet me at the beach for sunrise and we can just sit and watch for dolphins or walk the beach or, you know, or go for a workout, of course. I mean, let's think about who we all are here. Mm-hmm. You know, that or like meeting for, you know, Jen, you were saying like instead of going out for hours at night, meeting for an hour or whatever, that has really become a pretty important part of my social life is meeting for these shorter little periods where it doesn't have to be a whole night of, you know, dinner and having wine and talking for hours while you have movies on in the background. Like it really can just be a thing where we hang out for half an hour or an hour. We catch up, we share what's new with us. And, you know, it's, it's really nice. I, and we, most of us don't have kids. I do have a couple of friends with kids, and I know that works out well for them, too. But it's something I would really recommend for for people who maybe don't make a point to do that. Sort of the same thing where, 
you know, it's easy to get caught up in the whole, oh, well, if I don't have an hour to go to the gym, it's not worth going. Mm-hmm. Like, it is. <laughs> right. Get your heart rate up. It's worth it. If you don't have an hour to spend with your friend, but you have 15 minutes where you guys can meet somewhere and have a face-to-face conversation and end with a hug. And that's coming, like, anybody who knows me in real life right now is, their jaw is on the floor because I'm not a huge hugger. Like, hugging, oh, Kristen, really? hugging. Oh, you know, but, oh, no, I'm not. Um, no, total cold fish over here. Because uh, <laughs> I practically that's tackle really people funny. when I meet them. <laughs> yeah. So whenever you and uh, Margot actually meet, and Kristen and Margot actually meet, Margot, you'll have to, like, bear hug her. No, I'm yes. going to. But lift you time. off the ground. <laughs> yes. And it, it's hard because it's at odds with my, like, whole Midwestern want to make everybody feel happiness right. because when people come in for the hug, I can't just be like, uh, no. <laughs> so then I hug, but I'm, I, I, oh, I'm, I'm just awkward. Uh, anyway, that's way off topic. That's, that's all. It's just, I would really recommend, like, make a point to, to have some of that one-on-one or, or, you know, one-on small group time in person with people because it's really easy to just let that go when you've got funny gifs to send via text all day, mm-hmm. which is good. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, I'm like you, Kristen. I, you know, Facebook, I have people all over the country that I keep in touch with, and they're all different ages and different backgrounds, and that just seems to be like the one meeting place we can all kind of agree to meet. And I'm, I'm lucky because I don't have a, a Facebook page filled with people attacking each other. Some of my friends do because these are weird times. But it's just a great way to, you know, it's for me, it's great to know when somebody's birthday is coming up. Like, oh, by the way, when we're yeah. recording this, Kristen's birthday is today. It is. it is. And I didn't know that. And that Facebook told me. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm happy to, you know, to see that. So, and texting, my mom and I are mad texters like every single day, all day long. She, that's how we keep in touch. I'm not great with the phone either. I feel like because I communicate so much for my job that uh, yeah. I kind of it's also will talk about, you know, just being an introvert. Like I just need to recharge my battery. So social media is great for me for that because I can dip in when I want to. But I, I'm totally with you on just the quick visit sometimes. My friend Patty just got a dog and we don't really get to see each other as much as we used to, but she'll just text me sometimes like, you know what, Finn wants to go to your neighborhood, go to, go to your block. Are you, are you there? I'm like, yep. And I, whatever I'm doing, I drop what I'm doing and I, we just talk for like 15, 20 minutes and it's just really nice. And mm-hmm. in, in person time, like, yeah, just somebody you're friends with and you care about and they care about you. You really kind of do need to make that a, a priority in your life, really fit that in there. You know, relationships well, are important. I think, real. I think that's kind of interesting about social media and just hearing you guys talk is that like now, like on Facebook, you know, you can have like literally, you know, 500, 600, mm-hmm. 700 friends, you know what I mean? And like, but so it can feel like it almost, it becomes, cause I'm also an introvert. It can become at times it feels a little, like a little overwhelming. Like mm-hmm. you're trying to keep up on everyone and all of their stuff. But I know for me, you know, I have a lot of acquaintances, but at the end of the day, you know, there's only a few people that I really have like a really deep connection mm-hmm like a true authentic relationship where you can just call them at any time of the day and be like, Hey, this is what I'm going through. And I think for as much as we are in contact with so many people online and everything, there is still that human element of just like sometimes just needing to see someone in person, even if it's just for a short amount of time, like we're all, like we've all been saying and just be like, Hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. You know, and just turn off all the technology and just have that, 
connection is just yeah. really important. Like I see you. Mm-hmm. I I am yeah. listening to you. I am here for you. Like literally here, not here on the other side of my screen multitasking and responding to somebody else's text. Right. Um but yeah, I I agree. We get together, we put our phones down and mm-hmm. have a conversation. Have a really true authentic conversation for an hour or 15 minutes or 20 minutes. Yeah. Yep. And hug. And a hug. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so are we all three introverts? Is, are we going to admit to that or? Oh yeah, I I'm full. It. I'm full introvert. Yeah. See, I can, but I feel like we can all pull out extrovertedness. Is that a word? Extrovertedness. Yeah. Well, one of my friends, um, back in in, gosh, years ago, um, I worked for a social media agency. Um, what up, clever? And my <laughs> my friend Cat. Lincoln, I don't know if she's listening to this. She might be. But she she introduced me to this idea. And actually, this was before I even worked with her. Sorry, we went to a, a blogger conference, I think. And I was telling her about how, okay, you know, I'll, I'll go to things, and then I need a little bit of time alone. And I thought I was going to seem like a super-duper weirdo for that. And she was like, yeah, Finite Sparkle. Got it. And she's like, I do the same thing. I'm like, Finite Sparkle. Yes, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I I do have – so, I don't know if it's an ability or a skill or just something that I've really tried to work at. I can go into a room and I can be the center of attention sometimes. And I can totally enjoy that. Like mm-hmm. I, I have yep. no problem with it. You know, like you mentioned, today's my birthday. I'm going to a fly dance fitness class. I am planning to wear the flashiest stuff I own. Good. Um, going with some girlfriends. We're going out for tacos afterwards. I, if the whole place sings to me, great. Fine. I can't wait to see everybody. However, once I'm done, oh yeah, it can, it can you're done. Very obvious. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I, I just love the idea of finite sparkle. Like you've got it, you've got it, you've got it, you've got it. I'm out. Yep. You know? Right. Yep. I, I just I, I describe myself as an outgoing introvert, and I think it's because I moved so much as a family. My dad worked for IBM, so we moved every few years. So I got really good at meeting people and making connections and talking to people and things like that. And I'm good at it. And people think I'm charming sometimes and, and things like that and friendly, but I can do it for a few hours and then I always need like a little spot to myself. And like I can lead a class. I, I Sunday mornings I teach three classes back to back, and I'm totally cool and with it. But as soon as 10:30 hits, that last class is over. I got to go home, and I literally have to go home and like lay down for like an hour. You know, just check Twitter, just do other things because I need to recharge my batteries. Like you know, sometimes students are like, oh, let's go grab coffee and do this, and it's like, oh my god, that's my nightmare. Like <laughs> what you're asking <laughs> yeah. right now is terrifying to me. I don't even know how to respond. I'm like, I just need to lay down for a little bit, you know. <laughs> so yeah, because for a lot of people, they do. You know, like right. doing more social things continues to like recharge them. Yeah. So it's hard when you have a lot of around you who are just like, well, let's go out, let's do this, let's do this. And you feel like you're constantly just like, no, no, yeah. Yeah. no, no, I've already talked to enough people today. No, <laughs> I got to stop. I was around somebody a Saturday that I could tell instantly was like a hyper extrovert, you know, just one of those people. I am always talking to other people. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm making eye contact and we're like really oh. engaged. Oh my, I'm, I got exhausted looking at her like after 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> oh my God. At one point she's going to like lock eyes with me to talk about something. And it's going to be a time I really don't feel like talking. And then I think, is there something wrong with me? Like, why can't I just talk to the person? <laughs> but it's hard. Just, introver- <laughs> just introverts. That's all it's okay. It is. 
Yeah. All right. That's why we, that's why I know I'm like into writing, you know? Yeah. Then I get to sit there and craft my message and write exactly what I want to write, exactly when I want to do it, and that's it. Yep. Just There's me. a reason um, I work at home alone behind a computer screen. Um, not here. only because I don't always like wearing pants, yep. but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing pants right now. Well, I'm wearing shorts for the record. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of people will be like, how can you do that? How can you just be home by yourself all day? I love like, it. How, how, how can you be with people all day? I'm just not sure. Yeah. I mean, I started teaching partly to like meet people during the day. Like it makes me leave my apartment and have those interactions and they're important, you know, just talking to people at what's incurred events and stuff like that. But I just don't need it eight hours a day, you know? Yep. (laughs) You got to find what works for you and you got to do what works for you, man. Like we say, you be you, I'll be me. We'll be cool. Yeah, exactly. Why don't we just segue right that into our interview with Aisha Curry? Fantastic. All right, here we go. Aisha Curry is a Canadian-American celebrity cook, cookbook author, television personality, businesswoman, model, and actress. Her cooking career began in 2014 when she demonstrated her first meal on her YouTube channel, Little Lights of Mine. In 2016, she collaborated with Michael Mina, Chef Michael Mina, on the Bay Area pop-up restaurant, International Smoke, at the Mina Test Kitchen. And then in the second half of 2016, she released her cookbook, the seasoned life and debuted her cooking show on the food network, Aisha's homemade. She lives in the beautiful Bay area with her husband, basketball superstar, Stephen Curry and their completely adorable daughters. And today she'll be talking to us about what her daily meals look like, her favorite go-to recipes and how she finds time to keep healthy with such a hectic lifestyle. Welcome to the show, Aisha. Thank you so much. That was quite the intro. Thank you for making me sound so cool. Oh, well, you, you are. <laughs> you definitely are. When when I told my mom that I was going to get a chance to talk to you, the first thing she said was, "But do you know how accomplished she is?" Like she's like she's oh, a big so deal. Sweet. Um, and that I'm like, "Well, so yes, sweet. mother, Thank I'm aware." <laughs> oh my goodness! No. <laughs> so so Aisha, it's Amazing. myself. It's myself and Kristen on the show today, and um, I'm going to ask you the first question. Uh, you launched okay. you launched your brand with a YouTube channel, Little Lights of mine, which I'm adoring. I've been watching it like crazy. And it's a combination of cooking demos and family time and an amazing rap video. I'm talking about Chef Curry in the Pot. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. It's amazing. It's I'm going to put that in show notes. It's everything. So I just wanted to ask you, like, what is your culinary background and what which chefs do you follow and emulate? You know what? So I... So I actually originally started my blog in 2013 before even the YouTube channel came about. And it was just a place where I put all of the things that kind of made me happy. And it was a way for me to more so connect with all of our family that was so far away. We were the only ones here on the West Coast and everyone else was on the East Coast or up in Toronto. Um, and so it was a way for me to connect with family and with close friends and other people started to catch wind of it and really gravitated towards the recipes, which made me really happy because I've loved food and had a passion for cooking since I was a little girl. I just was unaware that I could really make a career out of it. And so I quickly realized that I could um, and went full speed ahead. And everybody seems to be loving it, so I'm very grateful I've had some amazing people help me and kind of mentor me along the way, one of whom is uh, Chef Michael Mina, and he's been awesome. I love, I love, love, love his cooking. 
definitely just the best food in the Bay Area, and Rachel Ray as well. I've been on her show a couple of times, and we've started to build a relationship, and she's just so cool and down-to-earth and relatable. And then she started out as a home chef just like me, so that's why I, I just love those two very, very much. Let's talk about this cookbook of yours, which, by the way, I was I was looking through. I'm going to have to check this out because it's really very well reviewed by like a lot of people. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious, what was the best part of putting that together, and you know, what is it that you think people need to know about it that sets it apart from other cookbooks that are out there? Yeah. So it was quite the process, and obviously it was my first cookbook, um, so I went in super blind, and my publishers offered a tremendous amount of help, but I was determined that I was going to, excuse me if you hear my kids in the background, <laughs> real life is happening around here. <laughs> we like kids yes. and pets. It's totally fine. <laughs> perfect, perfect. So um, I wanted to do everything myself. It was really my, I like to call it my third baby. Um, I started the process as soon as Ryan was born. And so she kind of grew with the book as I was creating the book. She'd be in her, in my baby carrier, and I'd have my laptop and be in the kitchen doing my thing. But I think what I want people to know is that I, everything is very relatable. It's all things that I cook in my home on a daily, regular basis. But I want them to know that everything is, is super easy. It's super quick because that was the whole point of doing the book. I wanted people that have never lifted a spatula in their life to be able to crack open the book and cook something from it and be successful. And so everything in it, you know, everything down to the photographs. I cooked the food for the photographs. I food styled it. So it was just the photographer and I throughout the whole process. The writing, everything was me. All of the recipe development was me. And so I think I just want people to know that they can do it with just a couple of minutes and a few key ingredients. It doesn't have to be fussy. It doesn't have to be stressful. And so I hope that's what people get from it is that it's just, it's easy. So our readers really love hearing about how healthy, active women like you, what you eat on a daily basis. So can you tell us a little bit of what your daily meals look like? Yeah, absolutely. So my, I feel like my daily routine and my daily meals have been changing for quite some time now. And I feel like I'm finally starting to get a rhythm and get it right. And I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, okay, you know, my youngest is a year and a half now. It's time to stop saying I just had a baby, like start whipping myself into shape and getting back, back into gear. It's like at the point, I'm that, I'm that mom that's like, somebody's, how old is your child? I'm like, oh, 36 months. <laughs> but she's, she's like, she's 18 months now. So I'm going to start saying a year and a half and it's, it, it was really time for me to kind of make a change. And so I've been trying to be, a bit healthier. I feel like it's all about balance. Nobody's perfect. And so I try and do little things here and there that I feel like ultimately all together when you combine them make a big difference. So it's it's something as simple as like after working out, making sure that I'm putting good fat into my body. Um, and so I'm sure you guys know this, but I've partnered with Zupanoma and it's whole without the bowl. So it's delicious superfood soups, chilled in a bottle, ready to go. Um, and it's super easy for me as a mom. So they're, they're, they have a flavor called a flavor. Um, they have a soup called organic cucumber avocado fennel. And it's 
delicious. Um, and it sounds crazy to think that I'm going to wake up and, and drink some veggies, but it, it really is delicious. And you get a little sweetness from, from the fennel and there's a little bit of apple in there. And then you're getting good fat from the avocado. And so it really gives you that kickstart you need throughout your day. And then I'll snack throughout the day and have a, have a normal lunch sometimes <laughs> and dinner. I always make sure, you know, dinner is, is relatively hearty. And so I'll, I'll do that normally sometimes. But really I love just having the soup available for when I'm on the go and have those moments where I forget because oftentimes I'm forgetting to eat lunch. I'm forgetting to snack and Snacking and having small meals throughout the day is really the key to, like, leading a healthier lifestyle and seeing the results from all the working out. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's been a big thing that I've done to kind of change up my routine and, and um, make my diet a little bit healthier on a daily basis. Super smart. And I've had those, too. There's a – I think there was a habanero one that I tried yes. that I really, I really dug that. That was awesome. Yes, yes. It's like, it's like a nice sweet heat. Um, yeah, I've actually used that one, funny enough, as as a starter for dinner. So my brother's girlfriend is vegan, and oftentimes I'll have to make something a little bit different for her than I do for everybody else. And I've used it as a starter um, for like eggplant stew, and it it is delicious and it makes it super easy. I I pour it into the pot, add a couple of extra seasonings, and add the eggplant in, and just let it simmer. And then you have a great meal. Serve it over, like, cauliflower rice um, or regular rice if if that's what you want. But it's good. It's hearty. It's delicious. Oh, that's cool. Now, that sounds delicious. But are there any other favorite recipes that you have? Maybe something from your book or something. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you have another book in the works or anything. But just a favorite recipe. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, maybe. But, like, something that maybe you and your family all kind of agree that is just, like, the bomb. Yeah, absolutely. I have definitely my go-to, and that's my apricot glazed salmon. And I love it because it's so quick and easy. It takes about 15 minutes, and you're done because it's one of those one-dish meals. Um, so you get a beautiful piece of salmon. The The glaze is three ingredients. You pour it over top, and then you layer in your veggies. So I usually do squash, corn, some onions, sometimes some mushrooms. And then you pop it in the oven, and it's done in 15 minutes. I mean, you can serve it with whatever side you want, but the whole family loves it. The kids eat it up. My my husband does play basketball, so he needs, you know, good food in his yeah. diet. Um, and so that well. gets the job done. That gets the job done for that as well, so it's all good. So you are a proud mama of two sprightly girls. And, yes. I, and I love that ABC News clips when Robin Roberts came to the house and you showed her the <laughs> playhouse that one of your daughters has as her own. And I'm so jealous of it. But um, I was wondering, <laughs> what, what are you, um, how are you teaching them about healthy eating and meal planning that makes it fun for them? You know, the, the biggest thing for me and the biggest way I feel like that I teach them and for really any parent out there that's looking for an answer on how to do this with their kids, for me, it's cooking with them. So I get them involved. I let them get their hands dirty. And it's everything from, you know, there's, they make kid-friendly knives now. And so the kids can chop up their vegetables and I don't have to worry about them, you know, hurting themselves. Mm-hmm. But even something as simple as, you know, letting them put 
a cu- the cup of flour into a batter or cracking an egg. Um, I feel like it instills, you know, confidence in them to be able to be in the kitchen helping out, ha- helping me out. And then at the same time, eating out is such a big thing right now with so many people. And I feel like cooking at home and cooking for your family is something that's becoming a lost art. And so it's kind of my way of keeping that alive for them so that when they get older, you know, they it's kind of it's grown with them. So they'll be more willing to want to cook themselves a meal or cook their families a meal. I feel like that's the first step in healthy eating is preparing things at home. Now, I can't even begin to imagine how busy your schedule is just in general and then add in your husband's with being on the road, home games, practices. Like, I don't, I don't even know. But I also know from reading about you and following everything that family is a really big priority for you guys. Um, yeah. So I'm curious, do you have any, like, hard and fast rules that you follow about how many nights a week you all eat dinner together? Or do you have any any tips for people who maybe have a similarly hectic situation for making that work yeah absolutely i feel like the dinner table or the breakfast table or the lunch table whatever table it is at the time is like the best place to open the lines of communication and so for us whenever we're all in town we try and have at least one meal together a day even if it's a snack just sitting down with the kids around the table to have that time to just talk with each other and laugh and be together is so important for us and so we try we really do try like at least once a day to be together enjoying some sort of some sort of food um together and i feel like that's really helped us also just at the end of the day setting that time aside to really disconnect so like phones down put away has made a huge difference for us because you can get so wrapped up in social media and work because email is so accessible by phone. Mm-hmm. You're yep. Just, yep. I feel like everybody's always working. There's no cutoff time. And so I think that's been the most important thing for us is just learning when to put it down and put it away and turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you began your career as a model and an actress, uh, I guess, growing up in Toronto. Oh, goodness. Yeah, so I have a question for you. <laughs> According to your IMDb yes. page, you acted on an episode <laughs> of Hannah Montana. You have to tell I me did. what that was like. You have to tell me. I'm obsessed yeah, with Miley Cyrus. You know, I love her. You know, I do too, and it's so funny. It, it was a great experience, and it's it's crazy that it still airs on yeah. TV, which I think is was wild. I think it, I think I did that in 2008. And so a long time ago. <laughs> um, but it was a great, it was a great experience. It was quick, but everybody was great on that set. Just as nice as you, as you think they are. So yeah, it's kind of my, it's my little claim to fame, I guess, is like with the kids. <laughs> it's an awesome claim to fame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. So funny. My one episode of Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> one more than I have, let me tell you. I would brag about it all the time. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> okay, so with, you know, with everything that you've done and, you know, you've got this beautiful family. I'm wondering, we find a lot of our readers and listeners talk about how hard a time they have making themselves a priority when, you know, everything, you know, work comes up, their family comes up, their husband needs something, um, and they just feel like maybe they can't follow their own dreams. 
And it seems, mm-hmm. at least from the outside, that you, you were talking about balance being a challenge, but it seems like you mm-hmm. found a really nice way to, to follow some of your dreams and really make them happen while still putting a good focus on the things that are closest to your heart. Um, so I yeah. wondered if you could talk a little bit about how you balance your career and your family and your own kind of general well-being. Yeah, I think for me, the biggest part of balance is like first realizing that there's really no such thing as balance. So I feel like it's <laughs> something people are always searching for, but I question if it actually exists. So it's like finding your own state of happy and your own state of like things working semi good. Um, <laughs> and so for me, I learned through a lot of error how to how to find that in myself and it's something I'm still learning but I'm so OCD the biggest thing for me was realizing that like there's gonna be mess in the house and it's okay like it can be cleaned up later I don't have to stress about it like sometimes the laundry is not gonna get done and that's okay Um, and um, I think that's the biggest thing for me especially with you know building this career for myself I had to to kind of learn how to be a little bit selfish because I feel like as a, as a mom, it, I mean, it's so hard. It's always kids first, kids first. <laughs> the thing that's silly is like taking a shower. Like yeah. you're going to give the kids a bath before like, yeah. like when I, when I was at home all the time, I mean, like full disclosure, like there'd be days where like the shower just didn't happen <laughs> because it'd get to the end of the day and the kids are bathed and they're finally asleep. And I'm like, okay, do I take a shower or do I just crash? <laughs> and yeah. the option would be like, I'm going to just crash. And I think that's totally fine. But at the same time, I I kind of let the passion drive me. So I really love what I do. And so as stressful and hectic as things get, I try not to lose sight of of where it all stems from. And I think that's what's helped me a lot. So you are raising these two beautiful girls. They seem so sweet and they love you you. so much. I could tell from the videos I've seen. I'm just wondering, we talk a lot about body positivity and positive self-image, you know, on our site. And, you know, I wanted to know how you speak to your daughters and how you're trying to instill body confidence in them and confidence in themselves as people and individuals because they have two famous parents. You can get lost in them, you know, and how are you raising them to be themselves, the best selves? Absolutely. I think... I think even with even with my young girls, you know, they both have such different features that oftentimes like my oldest will say, "Well, why 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 isn't my hair like that or why are her fingernails like this and mine are like that?" And it's crazy to to think that at such a young age, especially with little girls that that they notice these things. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's really been like learning how to instill like individuality and into them and like letting them know that everyone is different and everyone has their own interests, they have their own image and then that and that that's okay and that everyone's beautiful and that they're both beautiful, you know, in their own way. And I think they're still young enough now to where like body image isn't an issue yet. I feel like that's maybe something that will arise like come middle school age. But for me I think it starts with me finding that positivity because you know, as a woman, you're always worried about <laughs> certain things about your image. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I, it's just been learning 
how to take a step back and relax and like truly feel feel confident in myself because when you're stressed out like things just don't work yeah. whether it's working out whatever it is you like kind of hold on to the stress and the weight and or whatever it may be and so for me it's like learning to take a step back enjoy where I am and like make small healthy changes and take small steps and that's how you get lasting change right it doesn't happen all at once yes so it's just learning for to, sure to take small steps towards big steps <laughs> I love it every every little change adds up that's for sure yeah absolutely yeah well Aisha we have one question that we ask all of our guests at the end of the podcast it's kind of a fun one and that okay. is what is the last song you listened to before you joined us for our podcast <gasps> <laughs> Go for so, it. Uh, it was the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse theme song. <laughs> I, I mean, you don't have to Disney sing it fans. for us, but you can't. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. No. <laughs> Do I have to? No, no, no. No, no, no. That's fine. Okay, okay good. Good. I didn't want to hurt your ears. You know, Not today. It's so funny. We had our episode with Molly Sims dropped today and we asked her that question with oh, the model wow. and she said, Oh, it's a great song. It's called The Wheels on the Bus Go Round and Round. <laughs> that is so funny. So you're in great company. <laughs> great. Thank you so much for doing our show today. Thank you guys. You are amazing. You're a great guest and I'm, I can't wait to oh, see you on Food you. Network and everything else. I'm going to grab your cookbook and I can't wait to try these soups. Oh. <laughs> thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Bye ladies. Bye. Bye. Love this show. Tell us why in a five star review on iTunes and we'll read it on the air. Also make sure you are a subscriber. If you want to reach out to say hi or have a question about a recent episode, yay. Well, feel free to email us at podcast at fitfoundgirls.com. And if this podcast jives perfectly with your brand, consider sponsoring the show. Get more info by emailing advertising at fitbottomgirls.com. Find all kinds of Fit Bottom goodness online and on social media at Fit Bottom Girls, Fit Bottom Mamas, Fit Bottom Eats, and Fit Bottom Zen. And if books and movies are your thing, check out the other podcast I co-host called Book vs. Movie, which you can find anywhere where you search for podcasts. Thanks for listening.